Welcome to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast, episode number 93, the possible preseason lead-off uh, episode. We're a little bit excited. Uh, I'm not trying to get carried away, but I'm not used to us winning preseason games, so I'm rather optimistic, but I am joined with the one and only Neil Ackerman. How are you going, Neil? The one and only. That's a step up. <laughs> Three episodes. Oh, I don't know in. any other Neil Ackermans. <laughs> well, well, that's true. That's, there are a few. I actually tried to set up a Google um, password and I had to put all these different numbers in to get one. So there you, you go. might run into one somewhere or other, but uh, thank <laughs> you for the welcome. You're known as the one and only. Yes. The training guru. The training guru, yes. That's the one. So we beat Geelong by four points. We beat the Eagles both Technically, kind of away games in their in their territories, you would say, especially the Eagles game. Well, the Eagles is about as away can get uh, playing at their training ground. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we come away with two wins. Lots of positives. Uh, I'll start off first. I have been calling out for Essendon to treat this preseason quite serious. Understanding all the rustiness that comes with the preseason, we've seen it. I've seen it with Geelong. You know, I'm watching these teams. Yep. I've seen it with the Eagles. You know that's going to happen. But I wanted us to treat it as a competitive hit out and, 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 and replicate as much as we can as a round one intensity. So it's a natural flow on into round one, uh, which is separate from last year. On that matter alone, and I'll talk about structures as well, which is very, very positive. This has been a really impressive preseason and well what we're plus 30 on tackles plus 12 inside 50 tackles to the opposition i've been really impressed on how we've approached both games as the Essendon football club you hit the nail on the head with exactly what i was going to say which is competitive and that was win win lose or draw that was what i wanted to get out of the preseason was to see the players having a go um, obviously not wanting to get blown away, mm. but uh, but looking like the style of game that they played was something that could transfer to the season and hopefully stack up in finals as well. Um, and that's really what we got, I think. The uh, Both games, they, uh, they look really good defensively. Um, Very off- good. Offensively, there's still a little bit of work to do. Um, but they, they got the job done, and, mm. and that's as much as what you can um, ask for, really. It's kind of interesting with the offense and defense. Uh, I, I, I'll i go into it, and it's not meant to be negative. I, I always think of things we can improve on or, or just notice things uh, about how we're playing. Uh, today, they they noted that the uh, who are the sort of top five intercept players in all teams over the last two games or the Marsh series. Yep. Essendon actually have the top two, which is Zerk Thatcher, number one. And we'll talk about him. And oh my goodness, I am impressed. He's number one. Uh, Michael Hurley comes in number two. Yeah. So that kind of led me to believe is obviously the ball's getting down there a lot or or where something's happening. And so I, I wanted to have a look at our clearances and notice that over the two games, we were minus 10 and minus 16. For clearances. So what is happening at the moment, uh, and you can probably relay this on a a bit of a Tigers uh, kind of... Yep. Well, uh, well, that's the Tiger. That's that's the Richmond uh, game plan. Um, Make sure that 
when teams get a clearance, it's under a lot of pressure. Yep. Uh, get a scrappy kick and then and then reload from there. The uh, Richmond has always the last couple of years has been really down on on overall clearances, but they uh, once they get the ball, they uh, they're very good at, at um, holding on to it. Yeah, and I think that's really what they're trying to to implement. So I guess the Geelong match. I'll, if I compare the two, right? Uh, I got uh, a heck of a lot more out of the Eagles game. If I'm being honest, one I thought the opposition was. I really rate the opposition. Well, well, most people have, have eagles right up the top. Yeah, yeah, and it's their training ground. Everything weather. I thought our skills under that weather was actually pretty solid. Uh, I thought. Well, I thought it was exceptional. And that's one of the things that I the negative parts I've had about this in the last few years. When it's rained, it looks like we've we've fallen apart. Yeah. Um, and then you look at some of the other teams on on TV. Uh, or at the game, and they seem to be playing as if it's a dry weather game, and that was really what I thought Essen was like last week. No, well, th- that's how I felt, and and that game, I mean, even just structurally, I thought there was probably six or seven key passages where we just moved the ball differently than we ever have before, as far as just being well, kind of quick, but with composure, um, and 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 it's it was just a different way of moving the ball more precisely. Uh, with speed, without going too crazy, and and us kicking it to Waller by himself yeah. <laughs> against three. Well, I I couldn't really put my finger on what it was. I, I said something about it last week. That they seemed to be uh, when they had the switch on, somebody was uh, going forward to receive a, a handball and then move it from there. And it was only during the week when they brought out the stat of the forward handballs, where we had I think 590 meters gained last week. I'm not sure what it was this week, but it was probably something similar, mm. uh, which Richmond have been the one leading that particular statistic for the last uh, two or three years. Yep. And so that's another area of the game plan. And it's something that when I was aware of it, it seemed obvious. I wasn't quite sure how I had it picked up before, yep. but uh, that, and that's what they were doing. And it, so it's, it's the a bit of the run and gun sort of game they had before mm. with the exception of their it's a much more defensive uh, aspect to it as well in that if something goes wrong they do have the cover behind them yeah so. so i guess with the geelong match if i'm being completely honest i i, I took more out of the our structures and our competitiveness more than anything and and probably individual players i just noticed but the as a day and including the VFL and the whole day, it seemed quite a scrappy, windy, tricky affair to gauge skills because both sides um, really butchered the ball on many occasions. So I, I, I'm going to take it just as a bit of a one-off because everyone did it. Uh, as in, far, in both games, in so. both and in both games. Yep. So I mean, you got fifty-nine to fifty-four in the VFL, and you got a similar score in the yep. seniors. It was so it was a low-scoring dower kind of. It was quite a fluky sort of a wind. Uh, there was uh, at both ends of the ground. I saw teams kicking for goal, making the same mistakes both times, and you'd have sometimes where they where they kick it and allow for the wind to bring it back, and it wouldn't, and then other times it'd just catch it. Yeah, and so it was nothing. You couldn't really have anything consistent. They were saying that it was a three or four goal breeze, and yet there was various quarters in both games where teams going the other in the supposedly into the wind outscored them. 
so yeah, it, it, there were so many twenty-five meter kicks that just went over the top of guys' heads, yeah. and they just weren't. They obviously were in their mind at some points. Were thinking, oh, the wind would hold it up, yep. or and then it kind of it was like a swirly wind that did yeah. the opposite. And, 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 and sometimes, it, sometimes it'd carry, and sometimes it wouldn't. In yeah. going in both directions, both with the wind and against the wind, and that's a that's a if you have a consistent wind. You can you can play to it, but it just yeah. didn't seem that way. So I think that led to a bit of the scrappiness. What I'm really appreciating so far is when we have a bad turnover, we are not getting hurt uh, nowhere near as much as no. previous before. We have a f- great structure behind the ball when we're turning it over. Uh, our guys are in the correct positions. Uh, I notice uh, key midfielders running back really hard. Um, and it was really pleasing to see it. It just felt like we weren't going to be a team, hopefully for the rest of the year, that's going to have that six or seven goals called quickly against us. Let's hope not. I'm sure. I'm sure it'll happen at some stage. But it'll happen at maybe at one stage. But it felt like structurally we we're so it, it much more sound that we just weren't going to be an easy team to score against. The thing that I found really impressive, and talking about the intercept marks before, there's one thing. Uh, one thing about Hooker is that he had 32 odd possessions. I think it was. Uh, which is oh Hurley? You mean? Hurley? Sorry. Did I say Hurley? Who Hooker? Oh yeah. Well, Hooker, Hooker was up in the uh, <laughs> Hooker's up, up in a crane. Up in the crane with with Mooney. Yeah, <laughs> he's getting the flu. <laughs> yeah. um, so Hurley, um, he's had lots of games before. Where he's got thirty odd possessions, but most of those seem to be the cheap kick out the back where he's by himself and, and chipped across, and they kick it back to him. I didn't notice too much of that at all. Um, a lot of the possessions were man on man, and and uh, where he beat his man to the ball. Um, and talking about uh, Zerk as well, who I've been a big rat for a, a couple of years. Yeah, I was just looking at the replay of one of the uh, highlights on the uh, Essendon website today, and there was a, a kick in where he was uh, to the goal square. He was one on one with um, Hawkins. Hawkins and uh, started off behind him. And Hawkins looked for body compact and uh, body contact, and he just zipped around the side and took a really good mark out in the front. Mm. And uh, it was one of my big concerns for the game was the the height of uh, of, of Geelong and how we're going to counter that with uh, Hawkins uh, regularity. Regular, yeah. yeah Look, hand Hawkins. on hand on heart. When I saw Cirque Thatcher line up on Hawkins, <laughs> I was like. <laughs> Oh, you're going to get out-muscled. Like, these one-on-ones, Hawkins is a beast. Yep. He just outthought him. Yeah. Like, he, he really had had very quick feet yep. to not worry, actually, about getting into a body-on-body side-by-side well, contact. I'll just zip around you and get front position so you and, can't... And, um, and that's exactly what he did. Um, which tells me he's good, got a good IQ. Yep. Well, he, there's also the stat, I think it came out in the telecast, that he was the number one intercept player in the VFL last year. And his uh, to do that to, to be able to have that many intercepts, you've got to be doing something right. But the other player that I was really surprised about when we're talking about defenders was Ridley. I was uh, I was he was virtually playing the centre half back role, and he was fantastic. I thought. Well, yeah, was he ninety five percent efficiency by yeah. forty eight? That's uh, pretty good. Uh, he. I he made me a believer that he should probably in round one, because yep. uh, I still struggle probably with Essendon on ball use, and if if he can play like that, 
his skill becomes quite a weapon for us. Well, the, the thing that I was most pleased about was just the way he was attacking the ball. Attacking, yeah. His physicality was the, improved. Yeah, oh, well, out of sight. And that's something he, they have been working on in training. There's a, he's been doing a lot of one-on-one work and in small groups uh, where he's both wrestling and, and, and trying, to, uh, uh, trying to get the contested side of his game up. Uh, but I think he must have been given instructions to really just go for everything because he was flying for marks, he was flying for punches, he was uh, by, by far the best game I've seen him play in either reserves or or senior level. Not that he just played many at senior level, but he I'd have to have him net down as a lock. Yeah, it's I'm so happy for him because he has so much talent. Yeah, and that was just the only thing that was probably missing the last year or so was just. Uh, just, I guess, that grit and that willingness to really compete physically. Yep. And if he can match that, then he's a serious player. Yeah. They have him listed at 191, but he always looks tall on that to me. He looks he looks more like about a 194, 195 player. Um, mm. And, you know, it's a, if, you, if you have that sort of a player that, uh, that has got excellent foot skills, good on the ground, uh, that's a real asset to the team. Let's go on to... The two players, we even discussed them last week, saying if they can take the next step, Essendon should be in good hands, and that's Parrish and McGrath. Well, <laughs> if they were good last week, then they were really good this week. Yeah. So that, that's, I mean, I, I'll be completely honest. McGrath probably just has to slightly work on his kicking a bit. just. But he had 10 turnovers, so he'll probably... Yeah. Well, everybody, it was a bit of a day to, to for turnovers. So yeah, everybody from both teams had problem with with. But turnovers. he just consi- yeah, and under the dome he won't do that. Yep. So I, I'm pretty confident of that. So he he just was everywhere, and and if Parish um, can have that kind of goal kicking yeah rotation forward to mid, it, it just adds so much to his game and the team. Yeah, I I saw the game last year in the reserves when he actually got dropped when he was left out of the uh, yeah. first round team and he, he kicked six goals in that game, um, playing not that much as a forward either, as a more as a mid drifting drifting down. Yeah, so he certainly has that uh, aspect to his game, and that's something that we really don't have. You have a lot of other teams that have the goal kicking mids. You have got the Kellys, you got your Dangerfields, you got your Martins, uh, the the Pellys, the Crips. Yep. Who, who go forward and, and hit the scoreboard as well, and we don't have too many players in that in that category. Yep, so true. if we can have Parish, uh, you know, chip in with his twenty or thirty goals a year, fantastic. It's, it's really no, that's the forward one. Run. One thing that is really impress, impressing me with Parish is his his strength over the ball. Like his his body shape is so much more defined. Must and he's got great kind of I guess I don't know what the word is but balance balance uh he's obviously stronger but just over the ball he looks so much more assured to me like I I, it's the first time I I always thought oh this guy could be just a a, a quite a good player I was I had my doubts in this first probably year or two now I kind of just had that look about him like oh you could actually be quite a big big player um You've you've coming on really strong here. Well, it's amazing what a free, few preseasons does, particularly when when someone isn't a particularly big player to start off with. Uh, but it's also it's not just the increase of the body size that it's it's the 
bit of experience coming in. You, you, you learn how to take the hits. You learn how to, uh, mm. to uh, stay in the contest longer and to get your hands on it with a little bit of a knock. And that's just something that takes a bit of time. Very, very few midfielders can hit the uh, or a star overnight. Yeah, I actually found our midfield group. This is this is me. I'm on TV. You're at the game. Yeah. <laughs> it's my birthday weekend, so excuse. Oh, was it? So, yeah, so I yeah. had I had a few functions on. So, <laughs> but I I stopped it all just for the footies. Yeah. And sorry, I was going to go home because the footies on and I need to watch this. Well, um, you got to get your priorities. You got to right, get my priorities some... right. So, um, from TV, it felt like the midfield um, had complete control on this game uh i thought their defensive actions were really good the cleanest person and my i'd say hand on heart i'm generally surprised tom cutler's first half was i i didn't know we were going to get that from tom cutler in fact tom cutler can play most weeks essendon is looking okay yeah he was an interesting player i i've not quite as big a rap as that Oh, I um, thought he was. I, I, I'm just being honest. I, still, I thought he was very, very good first half. I, I thought he was very good too. And he played the first half in the in the sorry the second half in, in the, the VFL in the yeah. VFL too, and uh, kicked two or three goals I think and had think, a yeah kicked a couple of goals goal. right yep. towards the end. And uh, it was very good. The uh, he's a big guy and he, he yes certainly runs fast and he uh, has a great kick on him. Um, I'd like him to be a little bit better in the air. Yeah. Than he is. That's for his a, height. For, for his height and, yep. his, and his body size. Um, he seems to get there, just not really hang on to it. Uh, I'm not convinced he's the greatest kick in the world. He's a, he's a good long kick. Yeah. Uh, sort of a bit like Myers. He can, he can kick it a mile. I'm uh, not sure on some of the uh, more finessey kicks. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, yeah, uh, he had one of those days where most kicks paid off. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it is a bit of a we'll wait and see. It was a very interesting. Um, uh, Cutler played the first half of the game and then Ham played the second half. Yeah. And we were all a really big rap for Ham last week. Yes. Uh, but yet out of the two of them, I think I'll be picking uh, Cutler. If it, if it came down to at this stage, out of just a Yeah, choice it's, it's a hard one, isn't it? The, we'll talk about selection for round one a bit later, but it is really tough. There's there's a mixture of eight to ten guys, and and we'll kind of name them off and see what we both think. I don't, <laughs> yes. uh, I don't know. If, I don't even know your true thoughts on this, so it'll be interesting to see. I, yeah. I'll come up with a few um, maybe controversial ones. Uh, yeah. Well, I put it on Twitter and it became controversial very quickly. But uh, yeah, well, so I heard that, so that'll be a bit of news. When it comes up. <laughs> Look, what did you think of um, Townsend? Uh, there's two. There's two ways to look at Townsend. He, you know, you said basically around 11, 12 possessions both games. So he's not. It's not like he's winning the ball a lot, but. I was really I surprised just, when I, I looked at that stat, and I thought that can't. It be, really can't surprised be right. me too, but. His effect on so many plays, yep. you could not ignore because there was a lot of times that I thought we were kicking it long um, to sort of th- three against two or, uh, and just, we just, well, we just, we string around. We just lacked tools and McKernan well, was a bit, yeah. bit over the shot. 
Uh, and Townsend just competed as much as he could yeah. to either bring the ball to the ground, or put pressure, fire. tackle. Yeah. Very Richmond-less. Yeah. <laughs> but he did it so well where he caused so many plays to remain in our forward line. Yep. Uh, and he's got a grunt that outside of Smith, I don't think we have an overwhelming amount of as a team. Well, he's, he's like, when he's tackling, he's a bit like Smith on steroids. And that's <laughs> saying something because I, yeah. I raised Smith's tackling. Yeah. But uh, that tackle he did, I think, in the first quarter, yeah. uh, I was standing about oh, 20 metres away from that. And you could just hear the thump as he, as he hit him. I thought, well, that's got a, that's got a smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's, it, it, is a bit, it is a bit solly. It is a bit Mark Johnson. And, and, and you need those guys on successful teams. I, I you think, need a bit of fear. I think there's definitely a spot for him. I, I know you texted, kicked three goals too. You, you, yeah. <laughs> you texted me your, uh, your round, uh, round one team uh, a couple of weeks ago, what you thought it would be. And I said to you, I reckon Townsend would be in there. And I still think he will be mm. because of that, that just blue collar player that you know what you're going to get. The opposition knows they're going to, what they're going to get. Um, the, the thing about him is that, yes, he, he kicked a few goals, but he could also take a mark. Yep. At, at training, he's been out marking Hurley. He's been out marking Zerk Thatcher. Uh, just body on body stuff. With, uh, and, you know, that's so useful in the forward line and around yeah. the ground too he he, he also uh, outbodied a couple of, I think he might have outbodied um, Blake Labs at one stage yes yes it, and, and took a good mark on the wing uh, that sort of stuff makes a huge difference if you can actually go go from what you know, if, if we had someone like uh, Smith or Fantasia uh, in that or Snelling certainly in yeah. that situation um, Blake Labs would take it every time and it'd be back down uh, Geelong's end. Whereas he was not only able to nullify it, but he was able to take a mark and, and go into attack. And that's a that's a huge win in that sort of situation. No, I I, I thought the same thing. Uh, he, he he, I'm sure coaches would love that sort of stuff. Uh, I I think he's close to, in my mind, uh, close to a lock in for round one. Uh, he's close. Close. It's, the thing is, uh, which we'll get to a bit later, but there's a few players that have to miss out, and it's, uh, it's yeah, yeah, a it's bit just, of a tough call. It's not an easy call. But I, I think, I think they'll start with him. Uh, mm. Certainly, see how he goes. He's not the most talented on the ground. No. Um, he's, um, you know, he's a he's a pretty good kick, uh, but he's just got that just real muggle about him. Yeah. 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 Uh, one player. Like who? It was his first game, really, for this preseason. His first play ran down two guys, uh, Mason Redmond. Oh yeah, mate. That, <laughs> he comes on the ground, runs down one guy, gets up, runs down the Ablett, uh, yeah. and I'm like, oh god bless and, and you, Mason got a 52. Redmond. Yeah, I was like, oh god bless you. Yeah. For, look, if if some people come in really rusty, he came in. Yeah. Uh, my takeaway is that's the Mason Redmond I love. He's a very, very good player. He's a he's one of these guys that has uh, just white line fever. Yeah. Y- you talk to him on the boundary line, he's just a really nice, happy-go-lucky country kid. And then he gets on the ground and he's just a terrier. He's just goes yeah, like yeah. crazy. A bit like a bit like Townsend, except for I haven't not sure what he's like. Yeah, well, unlike to me, unlike Townsend though, 
he has skill. He is. He has. He's a designated kicker out of yep. that back line, and he can really set up plays. And and that's only going to get improve, obviously. And as he's he plays. also another really good mark too. Yes, very very true. It's it's. I'm glad to see, and that's where I'd love to see Cutler being able to bring that into his game too, because one mm. thing that I think we've been quite deficient in in the last few years is really uh, around the ground marking, and with a with so many shortish sort of players. Um, if we can get outlets coming from defence uh, and being able to mark it in the forward line as well, uh, that'll make a uh, big difference the way we go. Yeah, I thought I thought also Zach Merritt um, was pretty solid. Uh, last year, he really struggled um, getting going uh, until probably around, around round three or four, maybe even later. But I thought yesterday, I thought started to sing a bit of Zach Merritt. He had 26, he had seven tackles. Yeah. He, he, like it was not like a star, but it was like okay, you're starting to pick up the groove now. That's and I think there's definitely a different role for him now. I think he's become more of a defensive mid. Yeah. Um, with an, with an, an outlet player to to use his kicking. Uh, but I was as I was right near the Essendon interchange area, and he was really puffing when he came off though. So he's a. Uh, He's still got a few miles to get into. Still his got legs. a few miles. He is yeah. coming back, but it was it was a pretty decent sign. I I personally, me, I thought Shield had an off day. Uh, yeah, I, just, I was really impressed with Shield against uh, West Coast. With the yeah, uh, he's missed a few kicks uh, as well, but he didn't uh, didn't uh, really get anywhere near it as much this time. I thought, and and when he did. Have the ball? He wasn't as effective. I as think it was like been. something like thirty-seven percent efficiency. He was. He was yeah, just. Well, he nice. just. He just. It, we should expect him to be better than that. Now, obviously, the conditions were not as good, but he sort of stood out as really uh, a, a person that just had real clear clangers. Yeah. Um, now, I'll say that though. Watching on TV, I was watching him closely at stoppages. His work rate was fine. Like he yeah. was, he was really defensively trying to honor working hard. Uh, with the rest, was kind of with the rest of the team. So there's no issue there. His mindset was fine. He's just, it, it's an interesting one. I, I, I really hope, especially sort of Eddie had kind of games that he can get this kicking to. I'll be happy with 60, 70 percent kind of standard, but because he can put a lot of damage. But I'm just hoping he he just gets a bit better at it this year. It, it, well, I think we all hope he gets better at that. I, I wouldn't be that surprised. If his ratio from kicks to handballs changes a bit as the season goes on, he might start to handball it more. Um, with the way they're working with the uh, handballing over the top, mm-hmm. because he's an electrifying player when he when he gets in the groove. He reminded me. I was watching Dangerfield pretty closely as well. Gee, he's a good player. He's a good player. <laughs> gets a few free kicks, but yeah, he's a good oh, player. Yeah, he's <laughs> far too many free kicks. But the uh, the way he he's able to accelerate out of a pack. Um, where he has no right to, and Sheil is very much in the same vogue. He can uh, he, he can just grab a ball in a situation and just take off, and nobody can stop him. Yeah. Um, but you don't want him to blaze away. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's uh, all sorts of things can happen with that. The when a when a player has played with a group of uh, with a group of teammates for a long period of time, you get to know exactly where they're going to move and where they're going to run and where they're going to kick it. Again, I don't know why we keep on talking about Richmond, or at least I do, but but I look at them sometimes and they seem to just bang the ball forward and it's and, and the forward has, has moved 
before the uh, before the uh, while it's in the middle days, they just know where it's going to go. No, yeah. And we don't have any of that sort of synchronicity at this stage, which is hard because there's been such a variety of uh, and turnover, turnover players going yeah. through in there. In coaching players, yep. everything. Awesome. What did you think of Lab's game actually? While we're Laverde, uh, kind of near the hero there. Uh, I I think. He's a presence. Like, I, I think he looks dangerous enough for me to keep him in there. Yep. Um, his first kick for goal was, was yeah. interesting. Uh, but then his second kick was really good. But um, I, I think, yeah, I, I think there's something there. And I, I, he's worked his butt off in the preseason. I thought he was really dangerous uh, against... Though, though it was Melbourne... Uh, I thought he was really impressive in yeah, that game. in the reserves game, yeah. Yeah, in the reserves game. I thought he was pretty solid for a couple of quarters in the Eagles. This was definitely his most quiet game. It, it The game, like McKernan and everything, and, and Hawkins lended itself for forwards to not probably shine as much as normal dry weather yep. game. So okay. I'll, I'll put that in factor as well. Um, uh, mind you, again, the uh, I think the, the forwards did relatively well considering what sort of a backline Geelong have. Um, Harry Taylor, Blake, they have Stewart, are all renowned, renowned, great intercept players. Yeah, and and we didn't get killed in that area. No. So um, and we really only had uh, Smack and Laverde there to uh, to to kick to a lot of the time, and and Smack actually spent a lot of the time in the ruck. So there was a really short forward line when he wasn't there. Yeah, and I think Essendon with Smack. Um, uh, look, I'm sure they've spoken to it numerous times to him, but he does have to get rid of the holding yeah. the guy's jumper yeah. in, in mark contests or, or or these free kicks. Because it, it, it's a little bit over the top. Yeah. And it's just such... Especially when we're in a dangerous, dangerous position and then all the pressure's just released just and from I, one quick action. I thought he did get that out of his game to a large degree last year. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't, don't know if he's had instructions or what's happened with that. But hopefully last, it's just a bit of preseason. Well, just, hopefully. Yeah. Last year I noticed that the difference was when he when he grabs on is when he when he gets out of position. Yeah. He's, he's been outbustled and he knows he's going to lose it, and then he grabs on to try and uh, to try and get the other player out of yeah. out of out of the race again. And he seemed to last year when he got into that position he would not he would stop contesting and and try and get a crumb or something, which worked quite well on occasions. Mm. Um, he's just he just gets a bit over competitive at times, and yeah. as you say, it's, there's there's nothing worse than that. You have got a ball up in the forward fifty, and you're a chance to score, and it's just a soft free kick, and it's, and the ball's away. We we just can't have that all the time. So no, uh, for me, McKernan, when he when I was watching him play forward, I do you know what? In my mind, I thought he's screaming out for Stringer to be <laughs> for it to be next to him, just to. Just to have the opposition know there's another, there's an all-star kind of caliber player yeah. in our forward line that they actually need to focus on and just releasing. Because yesterday we were very obvious, one tall kind yeah. of outside of Laverde, just a Who's very not really at all. No, uh, just five mid to small players. So it was very predictable. Yeah, yeah. And, and that, he that needed makes... a stringer or a, uh, eventually a steward, hopefully. Yeah. The um, look, there aren't too many key forwards who can go one out and and do well. Yeah, I, I think uh, Rewalt um, was one, but they had a different sort of a structure. Um, and there aren't there aren't too many. I don't think that can uh, that can really survive on that. So 
we need somebody else down there to uh, give him a bit of a chop out on occasions. The funny part is, like, we actually did have some players, you know, a bit down. Like, uh, Fantasia and Waller both were, I would say, pretty quiet. Uh, Waller had a... He had one of those almost days. He, <laughs> yes. He, he had the... Uh, the mark that he should have taken, that, that should have been paid, I thought, the in the last quarter where he uh, he bubbled a bit and then somebody uh, ran out in front on. He had a uh, he did run onto the ball running into goal, but the free kick was paid uh, against him. There was a couple of balls that he had another ball in the third quarter where it came over the top and he fell over running yeah, yeah. onto it. He had a couple of balls near the boundary line where he you could see he was just just about to swoop and it went over by a foot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was just one of those days where he he seemed dangerous, but it just didn't quite uh, happen for him. Yeah. No, uh, and we'll speak about Raz probably. We're, we're going to go to a break fairly soon. Um, just was about half an hour into it. So we're going to have a quick break. After the break, we're just going to talk a bit more than what the VFL game produced. Uh, any kind of lasting thoughts about the, the other, I guess, the main game. Uh, and then we're going to have just go into a few other things. We're going to, like, Tom Hurd, the American game. Uh, look, I did uh, announce on, by the way... Selection for round one. Yeah, yeah, selection for round one we'll go into. I did say that Johnny, uh, a guy called Johnny Elliott, who's kind of a famous trainer at Essendon, <laughs> would be on the show. Currently, as we speak, I cannot get the uh, phone... Uh, receiver system working so I've just contacted Johnny saying we might need to postpone but I'll give it another go but if not I'm very very sorry I'll, I'll try and call Johnny on maybe later in the week and we'll do a separate little kind of half an hour show maybe or something like that and discuss his time at Essendon so sorry if that doesn't happen but look we'll go to a break and, and come back with a heaps more thanks guys Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Now, Neil, you were fortunate enough to go along to both the VFL and the, the Senior Clash. Yep, sucker for punishment. <laughs> sucker for punishment. We obviously had some players playing in the VFL, the Begleys and a few other guys like that. Um, can you give me a bit of a wrap-up for someone who hasn't seen it uh, on the five-point win? I believe we were down by a bit. Uh, but can you tell me... What were your thoughts and things that kind of uh, stood out to you? Actually, we were up. It was almost an identical game to the seniors game. We were up by about four goals at three-quarter time. It was fairly level. We got up, and then Geelong came back, and we just hung on. So quite similar. Um, the thing that I probably, uh, out of the players, it was a, it's hard to pick up so much structure in the VFL games I, I find yeah because it um, you don't quite have the same skill level yeah um, but you could see they were trying to move it by hand as well yeah um, okay you felt like they were trying to replicate well I'm sure that's what the coaching is, uh, is trying to do they trying but it, it's also hard because you have uh, VFL players in there as well that, that don't get the uh, 
the, the same tuition in, in structures. So it's uh, yeah. you don't get quite the same discipline. Um, but so I'll just talk about a few a few players maybe. Um, the one that I were, was really impressed with is um, was uh, was Kappel. Uh, was Brian in the ruck? Yep. I had a good look at him, and he—I uh, thought he did exceptionally well. Um, He's—he—he's uh, one of these players that doesn't just get the tap out, but he can—he can hit with either hand, and he really directs it well. Yeah. It's—it's not just you see some ruckman that just—it's just a matter of trying to get the touch and get it moving, but he reaches over the top and really flicks it in in uh, to advantage on a lot of occasions. So I was uh, really quite impressed about that. Um, which is an interesting. Uh, we'll probably talk about the um, the last list spot. Uh, Lockyer and yeah, yep. yeah. I'll just have a little bit of an intro into that as well. Um, we picked up this uh, this guy uh, Crawford that came over from South Australia. Or Tickle has gone back to Western Australia and isn't training anymore. Uh, I saw Tickle Australia Crawford at um, training as well on Saturday morning. Yep, and he. <laughs> Well, it's just one training session. You can't necessarily impress too much, but he uh, he didn't strike me as anything uh, particularly better than uh, Tickle or Brian. Um, and he was at the game um, in civilian clo- clothes. He was uh, just behind the players box for the VFL, then set up the, in the stand with uh, with Tom Hurd, and then some of the others play, players came along and um, didn't. I couldn't really see the. So how do you win the last list spot if you don't play? Yeah, yeah I, I can't see the idea. Point of him coming over, having one training session, he'll probably have one more major training session to impress, and the and the list comes out on Friday. So, but getting back to Brian, uh, which is the point of it all. Personally, if they're after a backup for Ruck, from what I've seen, I think his has been as, as good as any of them. Uh, the uh, Crawford and Tickle, I'd be I'd be happy to go with him as with a potential fourth. Uh, from what I hear, from what I've seen, I've been more than impressed. I, yeah. I, I really, for, for a kid that young, um, to be that good by, by tap out, uh, I'm really, really excited about the prospects. And that leads on a little bit to the next player that I was going to talk about, which was um, Harry Jones. Oh, please keep talking about Harry <laughs> yeah. Jones. I really like this kid. And both of them have, uh, both of them are undersized. They're, they're young kids. Um, but both of them have made huge strides, I thought, in pre-season, uh, to the point where uh, early in the year I was thinking, well, they don't really have much chance that it'll be a year or two before they get there. Um, but I don't think Brian would play unless we have injuries. But um, but if we do, I think later in the year, I think he could well acquit himself quite well. Uh, but Jones is, looks better every time I see him. He took a couple of fantastic grabs. There was one in the last quarter. He just rose right above the pack and... Uh, and uh, you know, well above, took a real specky. Um, also in the first quarter, he, uh, he took a great mark, uh, sharked the ball out of the ruck and, uh, and kicked a goal on the last quarter. I, was, I think he's coming on really well. Um, he's, and he's got such, I, I don't know what it was like yesterday, but his kicking action is really pure and not, it, it seems so solid. Yeah, until he shanked one to the left, it did. Don't say that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, he took, I think this great mark that I was talking about. You meant to ride my optimism. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, sorry for that. Uh, yeah, I think he, he took it probably about 20 metres out, nearly directly in front. And, and it was this part of this wind that I was talking about again. The wind just caught it and t- took it way to the left. 
Um, Mozzie looked uh, really good again in what he did. He uh, he had a little bit of a knock on his leg at one stage, rather, which uh, which uh, restricted him a little bit. Okay. Uh, Kale, the first first quarter particularly, um, he was in everything. Uh, uh, very impressed with what he was doing there. Um, McBride was a bit quieter this time. Okay. Uh, yeah, there was so much optimum. Was he defense again? Yep, defensive uh, played centre half back. Okay. Um, he didn't lose too many um, contests, but um, offensively he he just didn't really contribute too much at all. Um, he got uh, went for one of his runs and then got a bit of Irish confusion going on and uh, and got caught <laughs> uh, on one occasion. But you know that's all learning experience. He's got to. Uh, He's got to, uh, you know, find out what his limits are in that. Yeah. Uh, Hibbard played a full game too. Oh, that's which is encouraging. His first, good, first good game. His, yep. Um, that adds to depth, much needed depth too. Yeah, he's, uh, he's an interesting player too. He uh, He's uh, similar to what probably we've all heard about him. Uh, big bodied mid, goes in hard, tackles well, kicks pretty well. Uh, yeah, I was pretty impressed with his first hit out. I. Think it's going to be a hard midfield to break into with as we were talking yeah. before of, of all the players we've got but maybe his avenue is that he's big bodied so i mean that's probably what we're lacking a little bit but yeah you never know yeah it's uh, it's hard to know who actually misses out though yeah but um if he keeps uh, doing well and and uh and yeah, performs the best of his ability he's no doubt got to be a chance at some stage did rather. cahill play he did, yeah. I just mentioned him before. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, he yeah. he, he uh, kicked the first goal of the game. I should have picked that up. Sorry. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and particularly early, I think he might have run out of puff a little bit. Okay. Uh, because he's he's been off the track as well for a couple of weeks. Not sure why. Yep. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it certainly looked encouraging, and he does look like he'll uh, he'll be a player. Um, who else have we got here? McQuillan did some really nice things. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah, the uh, cut a couple of uh, um, in tight situations, grab, grabbed the ball well and disposed of it uh, uh, to great effect. Uh, so promising. He's, I think he's taking a little while to, to really uh, get into the actual game style because this is only his uh, second game as well. Yeah, true. But he's got third game actually. But he's, uh, he's got leg speed, and I think it's very similar to McBride. I think they're, they're trying to learn the defensive uh, side of the game first before they um, yep. go off offensively. Um, yeah, and that's, that's really most of what I had to report on that. But I, I guess, like you, like you said, it was, it was probably like the seniors, it was a pretty scrappy game. Yeah, you mentioned... A bit of a segue. You mentioned Tom Hurd being in the stands. Really exciting to have a Hurd come into the side. It was, it was. I really wasn't expecting that announcement. I must admit, I I I like to see if I can find out a few things. But that was a total left field. That is actually on the list. Uh, I know it's category B, and um, but. Just so exciting and seeing him wear number forty nine in training and 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 just small things. I saw one play where he he he's uh, licking his fingers before he gets yes. the ball, and I was like, oh, I could just watch this for, for hours. Just 
thinking of as someone else, yes, obviously, I, I but just exciting. Just, I wonder if that gums aren't down in the genes, the old licking of the finger. Is a... He would have to just because of what she, he watched his dad so much that it's just... I know I've got things that I do that my dad did and just... Because I just observed it and I just thought... Yeah, you know, just just gets. You just down. want to be your dad at something. Um, well, the the big thing about Tom Hurd is I saw him uh, when he trained last season, uh, before the in the in the preseason there, and he's put on quite a bit of size, both in both in height. He's, he must have grown three or four centimeters. Yeah. Uh, seeing him last year, I was looking at him thinking, well, he's really, uh, really just a bit too small. I can't see what role he could play. But now he's up to about 180, 181 centimetres. So it's a bit more. <clears throat> Which is good. But he, he's also... Uh, Snelling can play. He can play. Yeah. Well, absolutely. <laughs> he's a, he, he, he towers over Snelling. <laughs> um, but he also um, has a bit of a uh, developed upper body. Um, which is which is good to see. He's uh, at such a young age. Um, really good hands. He was in a, lots of drills and I was watching him fairly closely. Can't remember. We call him fumbling one. All hit all his hand passes, and had a real turn of pace too. Yep. Which you know, an absolute acceleration. So there's which is not really his dad's <clears throat> kind of forte. So I think he was uh, surprisingly quick, Bef- yeah. but particularly before he had the uh, the foot foot issues. I always felt like he moved in slow motion, but it could have been. But it was fairly quick. But it was just a. <clears throat> well, I I remember watching him, and he was always in front. Yeah, and, and yeah. people uh, he didn't get caught, mm. and to do that, yeah, because he had a sort of a long loping sort of thing, which uh, which Tom doesn't have. He's, he's more of a uh, he's more of a sprinter rather than a thoroughbred. Yeah, but yeah, interesting to see how he goes. It's a bit of a free hit. You can't really go too far wrong, can you? No, but it's <laughs> it, it, look, it, it's in all seriousness, from what you know, it, it's a family that's gone through a lot, and you know, had a bit of conflict even with the club. A, a little bit of conflict. It's just a lot. I, I must have missed out on that. What happened? To have to have Stephanie still be linked to the women's team, yep. and, and now Tom um, being on our list for the men's team, it, it's a nice thing. And and I think for fans, it's just good to see the family being represented at the club. And and yeah, and you know you know they're going to be going to VFL games and, and just being around. And and I hope. It's a uh, start to them in, sort of incorporating themselves back into the club. But oh, I'd love to see that. The other thing that I found really interesting too and pleasing was that in all the references uh, with the media that I saw of, uh, of the announcement and Tom heard, they didn't mention the, the saga. They didn't mention... They, 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 yeah, said, yeah. They, they said son of, which was great, but then... Yeah, yeah. Which has really been a... Uh, pretext of just about every everything yeah everything uh, with the her name in it so that was that was good to see there so we'll, we'll I'll be interesting to watch how he goes so let's go on to round one Fremantle uh, the game is 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 on the the uh, Frio have announced that their player does not have the coronavirus so <laughs> if the game is on it's all we're all clean to go that. was there a suspicion yeah yeah, t- yeah he was getting tested oh uh, really so he uh, he he was with someone that uh, that had it, oh. and um, so but uh, well, that's a pity. That would have been four points. Got <laughs> so, yeah. to go to round two and a high. I just worried that I was just going to say two points each. But uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> they're the one that's cancelled. They're, the, they're the one. Yeah, they're the, they're the ones not washing their hands. Um, so look, the the game's on. 
I'm going to give you the challenge. You tell me, firstly, who's uh, who's your lock-in for round one, and then we'll discuss about the, the names surrounding that and who we think might get in. Okay, well, we're not... Uh... We're not great at actually pre-planning a lot of these things, but I did actually put some ticks on uh, <laughs> some paper beforehand. Now, these are the absolute locks, and I think I had 11 of them, which was McGrath, Parrish, Smith, Merritt, Scheel, um, uh, Hurley. It's getting dark in here. I can't read too well. Redmond. Uh, <laughs> Phillips, I think, is a lock. Uh, I can't. I can't see Bell Chambers being uh, ready in time. Yeah. Um, McKernan, Saad, um, and Waller. And Waller. So it kind of leaves a lot of names up in the air. Although I, I must admit, I now there's a lot that the, yeah. there's a, there's a few that would be. Uh, I think Francis is a very you know if yeah. you if you had a percentage you say he's ninety percent yes. going to play. Yes. They need they need he that. I couldn't see them leaving that, but that some players yeah. have got to be left out. So let's go over some names. Uh, uh, that uh, so let's start with Jordan Ridley. I I have him in. Yep. I, but I, it does mean someone like Gleason is out. Yes. Yes. I from what I saw, I would I would definitely have him in. Um, but that doesn't mean the. Uh, the coach is definitely from that, which is why I didn't have him as well. I thought I thought it was a great game, um, and and I would definitely have him in. I, of the I, what I like of him over Gleason is just the composure and the foot skills. Yep. Um, I was really impressed that he didn't seem to uh, get uh, with the with bigger bodies. He didn't get out muscled too much, which is one of the concerns I have with Gleason. Yep. Um, Gleason is really a almost a, a a great a really good player, uh, but he's I don't know what it is. He doesn't quite have the strength on occasions. He uh, uh, doesn't quite have the foot skills. He he's a good solid player. He's a good mark. I mean, yeah, oh, he's an excellent mark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that, that, that to me is his intercept marking is is really is really good. And and look, uh, it's one of those two. Like there's sometimes, and we'll probably discuss this. Where I go, look, if the club goes for one or the other, I'm not going to lose sleep over it because I think they both can, can play their role. I just thought Ridley was really strong in the preseason and and for his foot skills, I really would love to encourage the club to start playing him yep. and, and getting him into yeah. the team as a you know 50-gamer as, as quick as possible. Well, if you have... Uh Did I say Redmond? Because he's... I definitely have him in. Did you, <laughs> did you have sure Zach I... Thatcher? Oh, that's what I was going to say. I, look, I'd say have him. I'm sure he'll because get picked. Because of Hooker, obviously I'm, I'm, it's... Yeah. yeah. I'm sure he'll get picked. Yeah, because Ambrose, look, um, Ambrose obviously would be the automatic, but this reality is but, not. But then again, if we're, if we're, if we're saying here's an automatic, um, and we've got... Um, so then we've got Zerk, Satcher, Hurley, Francis, Ridley, which is quite a tall back line again. Now, we played against Geelong, who was a uh, very tall forward line. So you could get away with it there yeah um, it was interesting Hurley was playing on Ablett and a lot of the other uh, not Hurley Francis was playing on Ablett and a lot of the uh, smaller yeah. forwards on occasion and I thought he did very well he wasn't shown up at all uh, and I think Ridley can play quite small even for his height yeah I think so so I I don't as much as they're tall Francis and Ridley I think uh, Saad Saad uh, and possibly McKenna can um, 
or Redmond can take the smaller guys. But I think there's enough flexibility. They've said McKenna is a is a lock. It was I was very surprised. He played all four quarters in the reserves game, which yeah. I'm not really sure what that was all about. I would have thought um, bring him straight in and bring well, him intense footy straight away. Looking at the looking at the different the difference in standards, I said before before between the reserves and the and the seniors was quite marked. Just the intensity and the yeah and the lack of time they had to make a decision and execute uh, disposals. I would have thought they would have wanted him to get up to speed. Up to speed as, with that. Yeah, but well, well, but, I must admit, I I was a bit fifty fifty. I mean, I I kind of had I named a team on Twitter and. Uh, look, I'll say the two that got controversy right. I actually had McKenna as an emergency. This is just me. Yep. I know, but the club, the club will play him. Uh, and, I'm pretty confident. And he was uh, so. I actually thought he was a bit scratchy too. Yeah. Well, that that was that was the only reason. I I wanted to explain to people that that's not a view on McKenna. I mean, I rate him very high. Yeah, the fourth and, best and, and Ferris. And I rate him as a lock for round two. Look, personally, me, I just wanted us to go in with informed players that are ready to go because I want to win each game. Yep. Uh, and I just thought, I'm not sure, you know, it could be easily proven wrong, and I'm, I hope so, but uh, I, I was, I'm just concerned about McKenna being so scratchy that, that you know, we, we could have used someone else yep. that's in just in better... Which probably leads, shape for which this probably game. leads you on to the next name that I think you've got to bring up. Yeah, well, look, Raz, I left out as well, and, and look, I, I have been going back and forth today with it on that call going. The the big tease for me was I thought his last quarter showed a little bit more, and and he just got a bit more excited, uh, and. I just my inner gut was saying, oh, is that that's you know, is he just about to go into it, you know? But he's produced really very little this preseason. Yeah, I've seen both all, games. I, I, like, yeah, I, I, we went we went to the Melbourne game, and that's VFL, and he was just invisible. He had he had basically goals just with handball or kicks over the top, and he was just in the goal square and just dribbled it yeah. through. But besides that, he was nowhere to be seen against. Very poor opposition. Yeah, and uh, to to the point where I, I think we talked about. Well, I was wondering if he was actually on the ground. Yeah, didn't notice him, and it was similar to West Coast. I West Coast, yeah, and ground. so <laughs> I know, like, trust me, he's actually one of my favourite players. I, again, I'm just going by, I, I, I complained last year, and you don't know this, but on the podcast last year, I had a bit of a dig. Uh, at our selection committee on picking guys who are consistently out of form and just praying that they would snap out of it. Yep. But but they just but it was just taking too long. And uh, and we had guys in the VFL playing really solid good footy, ready to go, and I just felt like there's some names that were a bit untouchable and I didn't want that to be the case. I, I wanted guys to earn their spots, to earn to, to get through Get there with form. I know he in full flight and in form. I know he's a top eight player and a very genuine, talented player. But that he, I haven't seen that for over a year now. So he was okay at the beginning of last year. At the very beginning. Yeah. 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 But no, I certainly take your point, and I and I do agree with it. I'm sure he'll play. I'm sure, I'm sure he'll play. I'm sure he'll get picked. I just felt like I just I just made the comment that 
I wouldn't mind him playing VFL and just him they're saying, you know what, you can go on a wing, just find the ball twenty odd times, start getting start yep. getting the ball, get some confidence up, and then would look at bringing you in because I just don't want the situation. This is personally me. Yep. I didn't want the situation where I I wanted some guys who just disappeared in round one, and we had to carry them. And where I found that uh, Snelling and a few other guys are in pretty good nick. Like Snelling against West Coast was really, really strong. And, and I just felt like there's some guys who are actually in pretty good nick, ready to go, who I just have more faith in to produce for round one. Yeah, having said that, Snelling doesn't, didn't have his best game yesterday either. No, no. But, uh, look, he, look, but I still found him... He was really good against West yeah, Coast. Yeah, like he, he led... Out of all our forwards, he's, he, he led tackles for any of our forwards over the two games. So he... he, he even when he's out of it, I think he his pressure and his work rate is just higher at the well, moment. Yeah, whereas Vanta just goes missing. Yes, uh, so he's going to contribute something. I certainly take your point, and I yeah. If I'd, he plays, I'd, he plays. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd be. I agree with you. I'd be fifty fifty on that criteria. If if we're basing it on form, I'd leave both players out. Mm. Um, the other thing is, there's a little bit more to it. Again, with the. With the whole Raz maybe possibly going home, um, yeah, yeah, you know, and uh, well, and McKenna, both of them, both so, of them, yeah, so yeah, you, yeah. You, uh, I think they, I think they give them a chance for that. You don't want to either of them to get disillusioned really early. No, but, that's true. That's true. Um, look, uh, we, I guess a uh, hunch is if I know the club, they'll both play. I just look. Trust me, if they had great games, nothing would please me more. Uh, I just. I just also don't want us to get into a position where we're just carrying a few guys yeah. who are really rusty because uh, I think it, it's a really important to get off to a good start this year and we've got a chance against... Uh, I look, it would be a very competitive Fremantle with a new coach. Anyone with a new coach comes in yeah. quite fresh and, and they've been more than... They've been pretty solid in the games as well in the, in the March series. So I just want us to make sure that we have every play going out uh, in the right head space and, and contributing. Talking about Rusty, um, another one which I didn't put in the uh, as an automatic because there's got to be some doubt about what's happening is Stringer. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, you just feel like just. I'm sure. St- I'm sure. Structurally, I'm sure he'll play. I'm yeah, sure he'll get picked. Structurally, they just need him to play. But uh, you know, we don't know exactly what's going on. No, I mean, there's obviously. I mean. I'll be honest. A few fans told me it was a, a, his wife may be having a baby. I, I can't back that up. I don't know, but he obviously it was a late withdrawal. Uh, the club said it had nothing to do with injury. He's fine. Uh, it, the, by all reports, he's expected to play. And and then if you ha- if he uh, I'm, I'm again if he's fit, I'm sure he will play. But then you get um, Stringer in the forward line. You got uh, Stringer, um, Fantasia. And uh, and as well as McKenna, who oh by the way he played first half forward, uh, second half back okay. in the uh, in the VFL, um, which was interesting. I would have thought they would have given. I, I, my initial thoughts were that he was playing in the VFL, so he got a good a whole game playing forward. Mm. But then they switched him back, so they went that theory. <laughs> yeah, well, but, you're very true. You've got, you've kind of going in with forwards who are. N- either just haven't played much footy at all yep. or just out of form. And, and it's a risk. It and is if, a risk. If you have too many of them like that, 
Yeah, yeah, it, it, it is a risk that yeah, too much is going to be left. We didn't set the world on fire in the forward line on the weekend, so no, not at all. Uh, we only kicked what nine or ten goals. Yep. So it, it's it's a risk, but Stringer structurally will help out. So I, he's more of a of a player I would bring in more than any other, and I think he wants to cross as a white line more than most other players. I think he. He, he loves the stage. Yeah. <laughs> and and two players uh, for the wing, Ham and Cutler. I think my guess is that only one of them will get the gig. Yeah. I don't think they'll go with both. It's probably dead even over the last, over the last two it's games. A, it's a bit of a toying cost, toy isn't it? Um, Ham was, I thought, was very good against West Coast. Yeah. Uh, not very so good against much. Melbourne too. Yes, yes, he was. Just same as Gutler. Um, again, that was a VFL game. That's VFL so, game, but um, yeah. So uh, I don't know which way I go with that. I would probably th- uh, lean towards Cutler. I think. Yeah, I like the. Extra it's heart. funny. I I feel like Ham's the long term player. Yeah. And Cutler's the the short term. The short term, you know. And he may be long term, but I think Ham is a real future talent that's I gonna think so, yeah. that's gonna be on our wing for quite a number of games. Yes, I think so. So uh, what else have we got on the list? Look, here? what do you think of Saharakis? Well, there's a controversial one. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I had him named in my side. I look, I'll be honest. I more than any, you know, I understand, like, people went straight, you're nuts, you know. And people, I know people have historical angst against Saracus. I get all that. I can only go by what my eyes are seeing so far this year. He's played two halves. Um, so, but I thought both halves, um, actually played uh, half again in Demons as well. And I thought every time, I actually thought he was pretty solid. I, I thought, my his weakness of bombing was taken out of his game. I thought he had he was a bit more composed with the ball. Yeah. Um, I thought he was dangerous around goals. Uh, so I I must admit I the I, un- I had the him un- in the side. The only and I'm sure he'll play too. Yeah, I, I, di- I didn't have him as a as a um, automatic because as I said, someone's got to miss out. I think fans rate him less than the club does. I think the club. Puts I him think that's in. probably the only thing I have against. Uh, Zaharakis is that I don't think he's a great defensive runner. Yeah, and that's a fair call. And I think that's something that's going to be a high priority uh, with with the new coaching setup. Mm. Um, I go back to players like uh, the classic whipping boy, which was uh, Stanton, who was a fantastic runner and always looked better running offensively than defensively. When he was running mm. defensively, he seemed to be jogging back. And that's uh, with, with all you know, he spent all his petrol tickets, and that's what Zaharakis reminds me a bit of. Yeah, I'm I'm sure he'll get a chance to work into the structures, but uh, I somebody's got to go if uh, if players improve. If you have Townsend and Cutler in, and 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 blokes like Ridley all of a sudden grabbing a spot. Yep. Um, Laverde, uh, Langford, who I also didn't have as a uh, he was a bit quieter this week too. Yeah, it, I I think didn't do as much. Probably when you were talking about McKenna before, they're playing him in two positions, like in both games. Like yeah. he's playing two halves as he's playing half as a forward and half as a, a mid each game. And I feel like he he went missing more as a went, forward. Yeah, he went missing more as a forward. Um, as a midfielder, he's definitely getting the ball. 
I, I thought the Eagles actually he was very good as a midfielder. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I uh, thought he was exceptional. Uh, this week he was he was definitely off his game a little bit more, but I I, I felt like. I felt like it was a. I felt like yelling into the TV is like, all right, just settle him somewhere. Yeah. Like, I th- I think it was really a preseason strategy to to have it, have him somewhere where he can rotate, and he and they wanted to give him a yeah. bit more experience. That I would think that if he, uh, and I'm I think he'll get the gig. I'd be very, after his first game, it'll be very very hard to leave him out. So I think he'll play as well. But I think they want to have a have somewhere for rotations, mm-hmm. um, more so uh, for when uh, if you have someone like um, McKernan uh, going out and resting and uh, or, or in the ruck with with Phillips resting, so you have a taller player to help out with Laverty, another yep. marking sort of an option. Yep. So I think that's what they're trying out for. But I think he'll play. Um, Who else well, have we got? Welfie is another interesting one. Guelphie, yeah, he's a he's a such a great competitor. He's one of those guys. He's, he, every time I've done a team, I've put him in the team, then out of the team, then I've said no, no, he's good enough. He's in the team now. He's out of the team. Uh, I, so I I generally fifty fifty still. I, I I probably had him slightly out of the team yesterday, uh, just over probably the Cutlers and a few others that I just thought shined a bit more. I just had a bit more weapons, but his competitiveness just I love so much. So I I think it'll come down as a line baller, and I, to be honest, I wouldn't be unhappy or happy either way. So no, he he has historically played most games when he's been fit. He hasn't played too many in the reserves after he's made his debut. But again, you know, there's I think there's a lot more pressure on on uh, on lot players this time. What about Townsend? I have him in. I, 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 yeah. I, I definitely have him in. I, I think there's just some guys who I liked opposition fear a bit, getting crunched and just a bit shaky with the ball when he's around. And I just think some teams need a bit of a battering ramp sometimes. Yeah. And I, I think he adds because I think some some players walk tall around these kind of guys as well. And I think he adds a physical element that we're probably lacking in. And uh, yeah, I personally, me, I have him in. Yeah, I th- I would I would personally have him in as well. The uh, for everything that you've really stated. Plus, he he's a he can contest in the air. Yeah. He he takes marks. Um, he can bring the ball to ground. Um, and he, it's just something different on the forward line. It's a, it's a, it's a bigger body that can tackle. We've got a lot of the yeah. smaller bodies that can tackle. Yep. Um, and I think you need to counteract a bit of the, uh, um, the, the shorter players that we've got. Your, your tippers and your fanners and your smiths. Yep. Um, yep. Who are on the forward line? So a little bit of extra height that you can rotate through there. I, I must admit, one player who is a lock-in, but for me. Is not moving to how I'm used to him moving, and I'm not sure why. Is, is Adam Sard? I just found his body movement yesterday just a bit off, uh, and I was trying to work out: Are you slightly unfit or slightly something up? But I, I found him quite off his game and oh. just moving a bit, like not as explosive. I saw, I saw some. I did see some read some comments about that. I didn't really notice it too much. I thought he was. I it, he maybe fine. it's a more TV thing, but but 
it, it didn't look as good on TV, his game. Like, he he just didn't seem to... I, I don't know. Just it, it could be a slightly different role, too. Mm. Uh, the uh, In the past, he's had McKenna to, to uh, work off. Um and he likes to go for his runs. He might be in, he might be a little bit unsure of his role when he's hand passing and and when he's kicking. Um, but I I didn't have any real problems with him. I thought he I thought his game was fine myself. Yeah, it just I, it was only a visual thing that I saw. When oh, I feel like you're not moving as well, but uh, obviously he's playing and I want him to play and he's going to be a lock in to play. It was just it was just something I just thought it wasn't quite the Adam Sad I'm used to. But it probably wasn't quite the waller I'm used to. So yesterday, so uh, I think sometimes, you know, these guys just turn up in round one and suddenly bang, yeah, the yeah. lights are on. And well, a lot of players are like that. A lot of the yeah. really good players, um, they when they're just having a run around, it's uh, they, yeah, they don't have the same adrenaline. They don't have the same white line fever. And then uh, you put them into a uh, you know, they say a big game, and it's all. Uh, all action. Look, we probably need to wrap that up. I realise we're an hour and ten into this podcast, so and we want to just quickly mention about the USA game. So, uh, all right, well, this will be quick. We haven't discussed this. Yet, we haven't so. discussed this. So Essendon uh, announced that they're working with GWS to have a game in either California, well, not either California in California, but San Fran or Los Angeles or Los Angeles. Uh, GWS have a club in Orange County, um, Los Angeles. So that would be uh, my suggestion is that's going to be a bit of a link to to where things might play out yep. because they've got a bit of expat kind of base there. Uh, what were your thoughts when you heard it and what are your thoughts now? Well, I've seen a lot of negative comments about it, mainly negative about it. Um, first and foremost, the thing that I look at is, it, is it going to hurt is it going to hurt the game? Is it going to hurt hurt the team? Yes. Uh, the performance. Uh, one of the things I like about it is that it's going to be a GWS home game. Yes. Which means that that's one less interstate game that we'd have to play. Yeah. I mean, it's overseas. It's uh, more than that. But <laughs> the um, it's it's really it's a fifty fifty game. It's, it's a neutral game, particularly yeah. if we're playing every year. In, instead of going, that's one less game that we've got to play in uh, in Perth against West Coast or Frio or. Yeah. Or, or Brisbane in Brisbane or Adelaide in Adelaide, which is a tough game to win at the best of times. So that's a uh, that's a uh, positive. The if they play it in the the very start of the season before as a season opener, it'll give them plenty of time to get back. I don't think it really perfect their uh, affect yeah. them too much at all uh, with the amount of travel people do these days and the. Uh, uh, they've really uh, streamlined the process with the travel. Yeah. I don't think it'd be a particular uh, problem. Um, one of the other things that I was thinking of was that um, with a few of the free hits uh, we've been getting with the Irish guys, yeah, um, there's the game's actually developing quite a lot in the US. It's not huge, but there's about forty odd teams they're playing, which is a yeah quite a decent uh, or clubs actually yeah uh, forty odd clubs, not teams, and. Um, there's going to be some US players coming out in, in time. In time, and uh, you know we've already got Mason Cox who uh, who won Richmond a uh, won Collingwood a preliminary final. Yep, of his own bat. Um, if we're over there playing, uh, not only would we have a bit more access to them, but the players would be more likely to I think to sign on with somebody that they uh, they know. 
Yep. Um, and the the last thing, which is uh, which I think is also uh, probably the least important, but um, it's a great marketing opportunity as far as uh, and bringing more money in. Which yeah, is, well, it's funny. Uh, I, I've seen a lot of ports. I've seen obviously feedback, and we're probably getting the seeing the same feedback. Yeah, we go, oh, you know, we're money hungry. This is just commercial, but in reality, yeah, it is a commercial decision, yep. and it is to promote the club and. And we are a business, and we need to be commercially sound. And 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 this is one area that they can see that's not going to hurt members as far as a home game. Yep. Uh, the key for me is it it needs to be round one. Yes. Key for me is ten twelve games out. To, to, sorry, ten to twelve days out from round two. Yep. Uh, and then. I don't think I have too much negativity on it, to be honest. So no, I can't. I, can't I, I can easily imagine myself. I mean, I've got family in the US and I'd go. all over the US. Mind you, I go lots of places. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, a, a training report from, yeah. from Beverly Hills. Um, the only, um, the only, one of the downsides that I can see is it would uh, shorten the preseason. Yeah. If you're playing your first game um, a, a bit earlier and you've got to go over there and prepare, yeah. So it's at least it's a week or so less preseason. But yeah, because well, you you know it's not just flying and playing. That they're going to want a week's promotion over there and to sell the game and all that. Sort and of stuff. and and acclimatize. Yes. And and get rid of any uh, any jet lag they might have. So there's a little bit to it. But I only speaking from experience. If they've played in LA, like I've gone there way too many times, but it's the least jet lag I find of of cities. But because you actually land there, usually just stay up um, for most of the day and then sleep that night and have a long sleep. And I find myself, I'm, a, I'm actually quite all right the next day. Yeah. It's not too taxing. It's not even, you know, it's a 12 to 13 hour flight. It's, it's straightforward. You, you know, you can, you can probably get around it pretty easily. It's just how the club structures their, their training and everything leading up to it because yeah. you, you're losing two weeks basically you're losing two weeks of the pre-season maybe two and a half to three it's weeks it's not so much coming back but it's a little bit it's yeah. a little bit going over there you'd, you'd lose a little bit but the um, and the other thing too is I mean I, I love the game of, of Aussie rules yeah and I'm uh, it's uh, if it, by some chance you could get it to the stage where they had other countries in the world that could play it to a really good standard I think it would be a fantastic game to, to see I, it's, we're a long long way off that yeah, but um, you know, who knows? It's actually uh, it's actually growing a lot more than people realise. It's played in a lot of different countries throughout the world. Look, if you go on, I know this sounds funny. If you go on YouTube, right? You name like if you just went Joe Danaher, typed in Joe Danaher reaction or Walla reaction or Tim and Woody reaction, you see a bunch of Americans reacting yeah. to highlights of these <laughs> players. They 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 they're more engaged than ever. They. One of the highest reaction videos you can get is famous bumps in AFL, and, yeah, they, and yeah. they think it's nuts. And it's yeah. just like it's why the millions that they're watching this. Yeah, and, and there's reactions all over YouTube. Uh, so it's it's with technology and just with the world being a lot more closer through technology. It's the game is definitely much more well known than ever before. So it's a uh, well, particularly again amongst the the sporty. The sporty. Sporting people, sporting who are, guys, yeah, who, who are and girls. Let's not forget our, uh, yeah, yeah, our female viewers. Um, did sexist Scotty yes. is being told <laughs> off. 
but yeah, I, I um, yeah, I don't have too much against it. There's a couple of slight reservations, as I said, as how it goes, works in with preseason, and providing it doesn't disrupt the rest of their schedule, I'd, no. I'd be fine with it. It would make for round one to round nine to be blockbuster city yeah, <laughs> because it'd be right. like one five seven eight nine kind yeah. of all blockbusters yeah. and that's not including like carlton traditional clashes and that's a, so it's yeah yeah country dreamtime anzac uh usa yeah all in the it's first a, half of the year so year, it? yeah it, it's it, yeah it would make it would be insane but i can imagine a, a, people saving up if they get enough warning i can easily imagine people saving up and and I was just having fun in LA and saying, yeah. Yeah, it's all made up in Santa Monica. Or up here well, of course, the other the thing that they've got to get sorted out first, the only reason why this seems like a possibility is because the ICC is talking about having a uh, tournament in the in the US, I think it's a 2020 tournament, to promote the game there. And yeah. that's, that's the biggest draw card, of course. The, the drawback at the moment is that there's no suitable grounds. Exactly. And, and, yeah. and it's got to be in an afl size ground. You're... You, you couldn't play a game for points on some Mickey Mouse size uh, no, uh, no. converted baseball field or something. So, no, I, I think I remember back in the late 80s, we played in a gridiron game against Hawthorne. And uh, it's yeah, might have been Toronto or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember watching that. And uh, Yeah, and it just was weird. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but, um, well, you've got to reduce players. and uh, Yeah. yeah. The, the whole thing where, uh, you know, you're two kicks from goal from, from one end to the other is just not right. It, it just changed the whole... Uh, yeah. structure of the game yep so Excellent. look uh, we both seem to be fairly open minded anyway well there we go because I didn't know what you were going to think before we actually talked about it well I, I, I was hesitant when I first heard it um, but uh, the more I thought about it, the more I kind of kind of laid down my guard a bit and went you know what it's, it could be a good opportunity it's an interesting idea I like that it's none of our home games I think that kind of opened me up a bit more yep well yeah that's that's one of the things that I thought was a was a key thing that it's we're not losing yeah. her game um, but I think it'll also be uh, I think the Americans would take to it a lot more than uh, the Chinese and um, and potentially even the Kiwis yeah um, the game over there because they're so protective of their rugby over there yeah exactly yeah um, so yeah be interesting well as I said before uh, Johnny Elliott um, definitely won't be on the show one because we're an hour and 20 minutes into the show uh so thank you for staying with us if you've stayed the whole time uh i hope hopefully we've been interesting enough to keep you engaged uh but i've connected with johnny uh um just before that was when i missed the cahill then he met that's when i missed you mentioning cahill and i said oh, how did what? cahill go and that was that was me texting johnny so oh, so, so that was why i missed that uh when you mentioned that comment so i let him know that we'll postpone it and hopefully we're going to be in the next week or so that interview so sorry about that it was advertised but my uh f- my phone time. receiver just for some reason decided to not work today so technology technology yeah, all yeah. fun but look thank you so much for joining us guys uh we really appreciate it. you can just so if, so if you're a new listener we have our own lunchtime catch-up uh facebook uh page that you can join you can free to join we have our lunchtime catch-up podcast on twitter as well and instagram and if what else was i going to say we're on all the basically all the podcasts itunes um you name it um spotlight everything everything that we're on um you can you can sort of download our show so 
Uh, we we really really thank you for your support. Thank you for accepting Neil. Yes, thanks for having me. I'm and still, uh, I'm still amazed at the positive comments. But, <laughs> uh, well, the USA might might divide the fans. Yeah, well, we've, we've got to get division sooner or later. <laughs> I know. We? Yeah, we need some criticism. Um, yes. But there, thank you so much for the support and all seriousness. Uh, it's been really touching, and so much looking forward to. We play in eleven or twelve days. Round one, Frio. I'll definitely be at the game. Uh, can't wait for it. So if uh, if I yeah, just yeah. Yep, go the bombers. Go the bombers. And thanks for joining the lunchtime catch up podcast. See you everyone. See you next time.